Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana Basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in. Tuesday edition of the program, live and underway. Glad to have you with us here on the Big X, the Hoosier Report, uh, complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. We do this show each weekday, or I should say most weekdays. Tomorrow we have no show because of a Louisville Bats Day baseball game. So uh, we will be off on Wednesday, but back Thursday and back Friday as well. Been a fun time here recently celebrating a Silver Creek Baseball State Championship over the weekend, it was great to catch up with Coach Joe Decker on our Monday program. And just so fun, so special to see uh, more success here in the area from our local high schools and uh, high school sports continuing to be really good here in this period of time. So congratulations again to the Dragons. We're working to have a Night of Champions radio special with Silver Creek. We'll get that out to you as soon as possible. But the state championship is always good for everybody here in the area. And uh, awesome to see Silver Creek baseball get it done and have the a lot of celebratory opp- opportunities ahead of them. Uh, that, that's for sure. Let's look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, a look at our headlines of the day, some news, some recruiting notes, and also a little time on the Netsby Awards, the News and Tribune Sports Performance Yearly Awards. They are tonight at Eastside Christian Church in Jeffersonville, a first-class way to close out high school sports for the school year. And I'll be there tonight, some special awards that will be given out tonight, and uh, we'll recap it, or I should say we'll preview it here coming up in just a moment. Uh, it's free as well, so if you're looking for something to do tonight and you want to close out the high school sports season or you've got somebody from your favorite school that is up for an award, uh, make sure you check it out. It's a great event, produced very professionally. It really is like the SB Awards on ESPN for local high school athletes in Clark and Floyd counties. It's just a first-class deal. So check that out tonight. We'll preview that here in just a moment. Later today, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. He'll be with us in segment two. We'll talk IU basketball, IU basketball recruiting, and more when he is with us today. And then we'll close out with our first summer update from high school and of the basketball scene, I should say. Ryan Miller, the coach of Providence, will join us. We'll take a look at the Pioneers and what their month of June has looked like so far. Providence and Jeff would be at the top of my list uh, at this point, just based on what I've seen, what I've heard, and some of the summer league opportunities that are out there. And uh, Providence went down to Kentucky, down to Shelbyville, in fact, and played in one of the uh, opportunities to be seen by college coaches and play against really good competition. And Providence was very successful. And so Coach Miller will join us later uh, to tell us about the weekend and all the good competition that Providence played. And 
They had a second-place finish in one of the brackets down there in Shelbyville, which is no small feat. So a, a good, good opportunity uh, by the Pioneers, a good showing by the Pioneers down in Shelbyville over the weekend. That's the lineup today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Let's uh, remind you the Thornton's text line is open, that number 502 414 1450 again 502-414-1450 are you going to the Netsby's have you ever been to the Netsby's do you agree with me that they are a first class way to showcase high school sports I would think that you would have to if you've ever been or seen video clips or photos I'd love to hear from you on that and IU basketball recruiting we're going to talk some about that today with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier is there a target that you really want to see Indiana land in 24 or 25 of those classes. I think it's got to be the in-state guys. In 24, Flory Badunga. In 25, Harrelson and Sisley. Mike Woodson, his staff, the successes they've had early with recruiting are great, but can they protect the home turf of Indiana and land Badunga? Can they land Sisley or Harrelson or possibly both? And in that 2025 class, there are multiple other prospects that are rising right now as well that could have interest already do have interest from Indiana and the rest of the Big Ten Conference so is there a can't miss recruit out there right now for the Hoosiers that you want to see Mike Woodson in this staff land anything you want to send in questions comments whatever it may be 502-414-1450 and if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction right now at Thornton's all 32 ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents you heard it right only 89 cents so come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's let's look at some headlines for the day let's start with the 10th annual, hard to believe it's been around already for 10 years, Netspe Awards tonight at Eastside Christian Church right off of Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. The News and Tribune Sports Performance Yearly Awards, they recognize and honor local athletes, teams, coaches from Clark and Floyd counties who achieved greatness during the school year. The doors open for this free event at the nice Eastside Sanctuary at 5.30 tonight. Refreshments will be served. The program starts at 6.30. The public is invited to attend and celebrate the area's outstanding high school athlete uh, pool and coaches as well. Um, and obviously, uh, I'll be there. Josh Cook and I will be conducting some pre-event interviews as you settle into the uh, award ceremony. We'll catch up with athletes and coaches and special guests and kind of give you some entertainment, hopefully, to keep you ready for the big show at 6.30. Also, a special guest speaker, Hernan, I, I, I can never pronounce the last name, Erbaran, I believe it is. He's from Venezuela. He played various levels of minor league baseball and with the MLB, uh, was with the Brewers and Cincinnati Reds. He's going to be the guest speaker. Always some great guest speakers at this event. 19 regular season Player of the Year awards, 13 specialty awards. You've got like Girls Multi-Sport Athlete of the Year, Boys Multi-Sport Athlete of the Year, Girls Overall Player of the Year, Boys Overall Player of the Year, Clutch Performance of the Year, Game of the Year, 
Coach of the Year, Team of the Year, Cheer Team of the Year, Inspiration Award, Lifetime Achievement Award, and so many others, including like your Boys Basketball Player of the Year, your Girls Basketball Player of the Year, Baseball Player of the Year, Softball Player of the Year, etc. So really nice deal uh, at Eastside Christian Church and uh, a lot of finalists, uh, big names for some of these awards. Football, Robert Lamar of Clarksville, Clay McClellan from Charlestown, Brian Wall from Providence, Girls Basketball Player of the Year, Kennedy Coleman of Charlestown, Caden James of New Washington, Brooklyn Wren, who is getting all sorts of uh, college attention right now from Silver Creek, Boys Basketball Player of the Year candidates, Casey Kalen of Providence, Kasem Nash of Borden, Joshua Renfro of Christian Academy, and Trey Singleton of Jeffersonville. And there are nominees for every sport. Uh, it's a great opportunity to recognize a lot of players, a lot of student-athletes here from southern Indiana. Also, another local headline to mention today, good stuff for Jeffersonville junior-to-be Trey Singleton. Over the weekend, he landed his first Division I scholarship offer from the University of Richmond in Richmond, Virginia. I believe that that's going to be the first of many mid-major level offers that Singleton receives. I think the question with his recruitment is going to be what level, how high of a level does he attract interest from? He's definitely a Division I player, definitely going to get, attract the mid-major offers. Can he slip into that mid-to-high or high-major-plus range? I think he has the opportunity, too. So he has had a great summer. Jeffersonville's had a great summer. They, too, were down at that tournament at Shelbyville Collins High School, the location. So Singleton and a lot of the Devils, got an opportunity to be watched by a number of different college coaches. So now's the time, the next couple weeks into July, into August, when there are going to be more and more college coaches setting eyes on Singleton, the Red Devils, players in his class. And we'll, I think, see more offers for him and some others in our area as well. But Trey Singleton, his first Division I scholarship offer coming yesterday from the University of Richmond in Virginia. Also, Indiana football landed a commitment over the weekend. 2024 defensive back Keon Dunlap is his name. He made the announcement on social media. He visited Bloomington this past weekend, and he's six foot one, 190-pound safety. He's from Enterprise High School in Enterprise, Alabama, and he is considered a three-star in the 2024 class, according to 24-7 Sports. He's the number 55th ranked safety and the number 28th ranked player from the always deep and talented football state of uh, Alabama, that's for sure. Also, um, Indiana, we talk about all the big-name basketball targets that they are involved with right now. We'll have this conversation more in depth with Mike Schumann coming up in the next segment. But in 2024... Here's where Indiana is at. Liam McNeely, he is a five-star. He's got all sorts of top ten national rankings. His highest ranking, a number six ranking by the 247 composite. Dylan Harper, the younger son of Ron Harper, he's number one according to 247 Sports and On3 Sports. Uh, he is all across the top of the rankings in the 2024 class. Boogie Fland, who's already been in Bloomington, he is a five-star, uh, 247 Sports, the composite. 
has him at number eight. The On3 Industry Ranking has him at number seven. ESPN has him at number six. Flory Badunga, who is working, we think, to set up an official visit to Indiana before making his commitment later this summer, before Kokomo resumes school for next school year. According to the 247 composite, he is number four in the country, uh, number four by ESPN. Rivals has him as high as number two in the country. Asia Newell, also a five-star. The 247 composite has him at number nine in the country. Travis Perry, who Ryan Miller of Providence played with his Lyon County team down at Shelbyville this weekend, a four-star. The composite from 247 Sports has him number 70. Derek Queen, Indiana's been on him for a while, a five-star. He's number 11 in the 247 composite. Jaden Mustaf, who recently was on the IU campus, a four-star. He is number 38 in the 247 composite. And the list goes on and on and on of big-name guys that Indiana has either offered a scholarship to or is very much involved in recruiting and there seems to be mutual interest with. So when we talk about Indiana going after a ton of big-name guys right now, that's why Indiana's going after lots of top 10 players, lots of top 50 players. They're not going to get all of them. They may not get many of them. But Indiana definitely is in play for some really big folks right now, really big targets, I should say, right now in the 2024 class. And, of course, in 2025, you don't have to go far because you've got Jalen Harrelson at Fishers, Trent Sicily at Heritage Hills, and other in-state players that are really rising up right now that Indiana's involved with, has offered scholarships to, and we'll see how it plays out. It's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, a couple other things to make note of. Uh, no radio show tomorrow because of Louisville Bats baseball day game, so that is one programming note. And a text from a texter on the Thornton's text line, will today's show be available on podcast? Can't catch it live today. Yes, all of our shows available on podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Wherever you listen to podcast, if you type that in, if you search for the show name, you should be able to find us on basically any place you listen to podcasts. You'll find us there to listen to on demand if you can't listen to the live program. That's a look at our headlines for this Tuesday edition of the program. We'll head out to a commercial break. We're back with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. We'll talk IU basketball recruiting and more ahead of another weekend when college coaches, including Mike Woodson and the staff, can be out on the road watching prospects at the Charlie Hughes Invitational this weekend, a big event for high school teams. There are other events like that across the country. It's a high school-centric weekend. And still ahead, Ryan Miller, the head coach of Providence, a summer update coming on the Pioneers of Providence. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Tuesday edition of the program. The Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. 
Just saw a really neat tweet. Rob Finnessy, who left Indiana for Cincinnati, is in Bloomington today. He's dressed in Hoosiers gear, and he's working the Mike Woodson basketball camp. Pretty neat to see Rob still connected with his former school, his in-state school, and kind of tells you the transfer portal. It's a tool necessary at times, I think, to help players get in a place where they can contribute and maybe extend their career some, but always some loyalty, in some cases at least, and uh, nice to see Rob back in Bloomington today. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier, my guest. Uh, Mike is with us Tuesdays as we talk all things IU. And, Mike, that is pretty neat to see. Often when a player does leave, a transfer, a, a graduate transfer, whatever it may be, you wonder what their connection in the future to that home school, that original school, will be like. And neat to see Rob getting a chance to still uh, be around the IU campus. Yeah, no doubt about it. Rob, Rob's a, you know, a little bit different story than, than a lot of the guys that go through the portal. He spent a long time at IU and has a lot of close relationships there, graduated from there. So I, I agree 100%. It's, it's nice to see him back and, uh, you know, participating in that camp and helping out his alma mater. Yeah, most definitely. Mike Schumann, The Daily Hoosier. You can read Mike's work at thedailyhoosier.com, and you can follow Mike on social media at daily underscore Hoosier. Mike, it's been a busy time for the IU coaches because the last few years in this month of June, they've been able to get out and recruit and watch high school teams play. There was the IBCA showcase for top underclassmen in the state in Indianapolis over the weekend, and then down in Kentucky uh, at Collins High School in Shelbyville, there were all sorts of high school teams there playing in three different brackets. I know Indiana had a chance to get out this past weekend at various places and see a lot of different potential targets. Yep, it's the month for high school basketball to kind of get back together with their their prep teams, and uh, there's a couple live periods within this month where college coaches can get out and watch the players in, in that setting, um, the IU staff. Went all over last weekend. I expect him to go all over again this weekend, uh, including at an event in Carmel that's a really fun one for uh, got folks that like to watch Indiana high school basketball in the summer. The Charlie Hughes Invitational is this weekend, and, and that's always a really good one to, to watch to get to see uh, you know both coaches in, in more of a relaxed setting as well as all the, the top Indiana high school teams all together in one place. Yeah, absolutely. And again, uh, this weekend, another big weekend. You mentioned the Charlie Hughes event. That's going to feature a lot of the great Indiana high school teams. I believe Jalen Harrelson, Fishers, and so many. Basically, you name the program if it's a who's who of high school basketball programs in the state. But there are other tournaments, other events sanctioned by the high school associations in other states. So I expect Indiana not just to be focused in Indianapolis this weekend, but probably will have a presence uh, elsewhere looking at players from out of state as well. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I think, you know, to the chagrin of some, you know, Indiana, you know, is not as hyper or laser focused on recruiting in state as they have been in, you know, under past coaching regimes. Um, you know, I think that makes a lot of sense. Actually, I think you just go where the talent is. Um, you know, as you mentioned in 2025, there's not a massive need to, to look outward because you got two of your top targets here in state. Um, but you know, in this 2024 class, especially, it's going to be an entirely out of state class. It would appear, 
And, um, you know, a lot of those guys are, as you said, participating in events around the country. So it won't just be the, the Charlie Hughes this weekend, and it wasn't last weekend either. Um, you know, the, there's events all over the country. Um, with the exception, the, the national prep guys, you know, the guys that play for programs like Montbird, uh, they don't necessarily have anything going on, although some of those guys are, you know, playing for Team USA and doing, you know, the NBA Top 100. There's other things coming up in the next week or two uh, that some of those guys will be involved with and the staff will be out watching them too. So um, it'll, it'll be a busy time for the, for both the players and the staff going right through uh, the first week of July is another very important live period uh, where both the Adidas and Nike uh, circuits both culminate with their their kind of their final events, Peach Jam for Nike and the Adidas 3SSB finals are, are both in that first week of July. So the very very hectic uh, next few weeks for the staff. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, my guest. Mike, I continue to get a lot of questions and text about Flory Bedunga of Kokomo. It's rumored he's working to set up an official visit to Indiana at some point over the next month or so. And he has said that he would like to have his college commitment, his decision out of the way by the time he begins his senior year of classes in Kokomo, which I believe is in early August. Any insight on a visit? Any insight overall on where Indiana stands with this big-time prospect that's getting all sort of interest, including a really late push from the Duke Blue Devils? Yeah, that, that's the key point right there. Is that he starts a visit to Duke today, I believe. Um, and based on everybody I talked to, that interest from Duke only started a couple of weeks ago. So it's real interesting how that has all kind of come together. It kind of shows you that you know that interest from Duke really mattered to him for to, for him to you know be so close to a decision as he said he is, and still you know fit in Duke, fit in a quick visit to Duke, and you know. Quite possibly, you know, the the recruitment could be in this week. Uh, there's a lot of people that think that anyway. I'm I'm not sure. I mean, this, I, I can't ever remember a, a recruitment that you know has been you know that people just misread so many times. I mean, if you remember when we first started talking about Florida last spring, it was you know he, he's a lock to go to Cincinnati because of relationships there, and, and that never really seemed to have manifested. And it's just been all over the map. Um, partly because he, he's just been a guy that, you know, when you talk to him, you know, he doesn't have much to say about his recruitment. He's obviously been taking a ton of visits. Um, what I thought really stood out this week at that um, uh, IBCA event was that, that IU was there. So they, they think that they are still in this. Um, and and I, I haven't heard anything definitively to suggest otherwise. I think there's been talk that they could get his final visit, you know, maybe a month, around a month from now. And if that happens, I mean, Indiana has a really good track record of closing uh, in, in those kind of situations. But it, it all kind of stems from, you know, how the Duke visit goes, and, and we'll go from there. So I hope to get a chance to to talk to him this weekend at the Charlie Hughes and, and see, you know, what he thought about that Duke visit and, and what his next steps are. Yeah, it's amazing. Even without Coach K, Duke, who just got involved with Bedunga, what, a week and a half or so ago, able to get a visit. You're right. That visit, I'd forgotten, it begins today and I think concludes tomorrow. So they clearly are somewhat a factor in this recruitment. 
and now it's up to Indiana to secure that final visit and possibly put the closing deal on Florida Badunga and see if they can get his commitment before school begins on August 2nd, I'm told, at Kokomo. So maybe he'll make his decision before that date. Mike, I did a run-through in the first segment today of just a handful of names. I didn't come close to going through all of them that have Indiana scholarship offers from the 2024 class or at least strong interest and where they are at in the latest national rankings as they recently have come out uh, over the last few weeks from 247 Sports, On3, ESPN, Rivals, all the different services that are out there. I know this has come up. I know I've said this a lot. You and I have been through this, but it's amazing the number of players, top 10, top 20, top 50, that Indiana is involved in right now. I, I, I got to believe in my time doing this show under Coach Miller, Coach Crean, and now Coach Woodson, this is the most top-level players that Indiana is involved with at this serious of a level here at this point. Yeah, there, there's just no doubt about that. I mean, I, I went through the the candidates or the prospects that I think Indiana is still legitimately in the hunt for in the class of 2024. I think I came up with 15 players, and all of them are in the top 80, except maybe one. Um, and several of them are in the top 20. Um, I, I, I'm with you. I can't remember a time uh, in recent history where Indiana at least has had visits from such a high-profile group of players. Um, and it just leads you to believe that, that they're going to hit on a few of these. Um, you know, right now it seems like Liam McNeely out of Montbird uh, might be the most likely. I, I don't know if you look at anybody in the group right now and you say I use the clear favorite um, but I, I think there's you know I came up with eight if people want to go read about it at the Daily Hoosier I came up with eight that were people that I think IU is has a good as chance as anyone is the best way I knew how to describe it um, you know put them in the top group if, if that's how you want to say it but uh, obviously they're not going to get all eight of those guys but they have a chance in, in my opinion to put together you know, one of their best classes ever if, if everything falls together uh, as it could. But at least, you know, they, they have a really good chance, in my opinion, to have a, a very strong class in 2024, which, you know, I, I think is what what they need because that's really the first class that, that Mike Woodson's had kind of a full run at, at trying to put together. Everything else has kind of been on the fly to this point because, you know, because of when he started. But that 2024 class, you know, he's had a full two years with them. They've really established who they are as a program, how they play, you know, their culture. And, you know, these kids can see that, you know, to, to almost a player in that top eight group, uh, every single one of them is talking about either Jalen Hutchifino or Trace Jackson Davis, the seasons that they just had. So it's that kind of stuff that, you know, players in the 23 class and earlier didn't really have a chance to, to see in its entirety, and they didn't have a chance to, you know, build relationships like these guys have. So I, I think, you know, I, I'm just very excited for the next couple months to see how it comes together because it, it, it's, there's, you know, as I said, there's just a ton of potential here. All right, uh, Mike, looking ahead to the current roster for next season, one open spot, any update or thought on where that stands, who could maybe be the most serious candidates for that spot, or is there a chance Indiana leaves that spot open? 
Yeah, I think everything's on the table right now. I mean, you know, I think everybody's heard names. Uh, for, for whatever reason, people like to throw out Antonio Reeves' name, even though he's not technically in the, the transfer portal. Um, so that, that, that one's been interesting just because th- there's been this, like, understanding or uh, kind of consensus that you don't talk about players as prospects until they actually go in the portal. But for whatever reason, you know, national folks and otherwise uh, are talking about him. And you hear Indiana mentioned all the time. I mean, I, I know for a fact that, that there have been, you know, conversations, you know, not, not with the staff directly, but, you know, conversations like player to player, that kind of stuff, uh, just saying, hey, you know, you'd be a great fit for what we're trying to do here. And so I, I think that, that there's just no doubt that, that, you know, he would be a guy that I think Indiana would go after full speed if he did, in fact, go in the portal. He just fits so much what Indiana, uh, you know, needs right now from a, you know, a volume score, three-level score that can, you know, make threes. Um, you know, I think he would just kind of complete that roster. In my opinion, they'd become a, a top 15 type team that can contend at the top of the Big Ten if they got him. And you hear, you still hear other names. We're still in that weird time where you know graduates can can enter the portal. Um, you know, we're, even though teams like Indiana have already started workouts, they're already kind of building their their team for next year. Their camaraderie, uh, you know, kind of already down the path for for next season. You could still have a grad transfer enter the portal, like Reeves or, or whoever, and uh, you know try to, to come into a situation late, which in and of itself has its own dynamics and, and interesting aspects that, that a staff would have to contend with. Like, you know, what is that like after a team's been working out for a month or two to try to inject a, another player who, you know, I, I one thing I do feel like I know is if they bring in another player, it's going to be somebody that is a real contender for playing time and probably is only going to have, you know, a year left. So, Culturally, how do you fit somebody in like that? I think that's a fascinating part of that aspect. Uh, so so <laughs> I, I, I can't believe we're into almost July here and they're still talking about building a roster for 23-24, but, but that's where we're at. It's still a possibility. Mike, I've had a couple people suggest they're surprised that Indiana lost out on Joey Hart late to Kentucky after his decommitment, given all the buzz around the IU program right now. And given the fact that there's been a lot of turnover and some concern about the roster for next year in Kentucky. So going back to Joey's decision to go to Lexington, were you surprised at all that the Wildcats ultimately landed the Indiana kid over the in-state Hoosiers program? No, um, you know, I I don't agree with the folks that are characterizing it as IU missed out. Um, You know, because just if you step back and think about it, IU and Kentucky are in very different situations right now uh, in terms of roster needs for next year. You know, Kentucky, you can correct me or your listeners correct me. I think they had like five or six openings, uh, scholarship openings for next year. Indiana has the one. So, so those are two teams that are being very different in terms of how selective they are being. And, and for Indiana, it kind of ties back to the 2024 class that we're talking about. Uh, I think Indiana's preference right now is to not tie up a scholarship for four years on uh, just anyone. They're looking at, 
you know, because of all the talents they can potentially land in 2024, they're looking right now if, if they fill that last spot for more of somebody that can come in for one year, fill a need, and then move on and not fill a spot uh, for multiple years, unless it was somebody that they're just convinced is going to be a star from day one. So I think that's where, where we're at, and I think that's the difference in kind of the you know, the way Indiana was looking at, at Hart versus Kentucky, and I think it's ultimately why it, it went the way it did. All right, Mike Schumann, The Daily Hoosier, thedailyhoosier.com, always with us Tuesdays to talk IU basketball and more. Mike, thank you. Enjoy the Charlie Hughes event this weekend, and we'll catch up next week. Okay, Matt, appreciate it. Thank you. As we head to commercial break, I saw a really interesting note in the Indy Star article on Flory Badunga and his recruitment, his visit to Duke, and had some quotes from him. Our buddy Kyle Neddenrip, a friend of this show, wrote that story. But once he makes his decision, Badunga plans to play soccer at Kokomo this fall. That's unbelievable. Uh, such a high-level prospect uh, that has NBA aspirations and definitely has that sort of talent. He's going to be on the soccer fields of, I guess, north-central Indiana this fall playing for the Wildcats. He said... Uh, to Kyle that he thought he was a better soccer player than he was a basketball player. But at this point, that might be hard to believe with how he's really come on with the round ball. We'll head to a commercial break. Ryan Miller of Providence Basketball is next. Good summer so far by the Pioneers, including a really good weekend down in Shelbyville, Kentucky this past weekend. Coach Miller recaps that, tells us how the Pioneers are looking this summer after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach, who got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back on this Tuesday program. A reminder, no show tomorrow due to Louisville Bats baseball and a day game. Also, the Big X Sports Radio golf card still available. This year's card features Park Mammoth down in the Bowling Green area, Old Capitol in Cordon, Elk Run in Jeff, Valley View in Floyd's Knobs, Wooded View in Clarksville, and Christmas Lake down in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2023 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Get yours today, BigXSportsRadio.com, or call 812-725-1457. We've uh, reached the point about one week left of summer basketball for high school teams here in the area. I've mentioned a few times so far this month that Jeffersonville and Providence, two local teams, have really stood out in some of their games. And Providence went down to the Titans shootout on the campus of Collins High School down in Shelby, Shelbyville, Kentucky. Had an outstanding weekend, and so we're to the point of the summer where we're bringing some of the high school basketball coaches on for an off-season update. And with us today, Ryan Miller, the head coach of the Pioneers, 
for an update on Providence basketball this summer. Coach, I know it's a busy time. I'm not sure that the average fan or supporter uh, of Providence realizes how much time you, your coaches, and even your student-athletes as well put into workouts, practices, games, tournaments. But it's been a busy, busy month for Providence, and you guys have had some success along the way. Hey, Matt. Uh, great great to be on with you. Yeah, uh, you're right about uh, the summer, especially June here. It is it is fast and furious. Um, a lot of fun, a lot of opportunity for improvement when you're considering your practice. And, you know, every day um, we're playing games, you know, and, and this is especially for a school like us, a smaller school where we got a lot of multi-sport athletes. Uh, it's, it's that rare occasion over the offseason that you actually get your core group all together and uh, so it's very valuable from that standpoint. Yeah, and you guys were down at uh, Shelbyville, Kentucky over the weekend. A lot of college coaches there, a lot of great high school programs from Kentucky, Indiana, and even a few other states as well. There were three brackets, if I understand correctly, and you guys made it all the way to the championship game of one of the brackets. You beat some really good teams, including the defending state champion and a Mr. Basketball candidate down at Warren Central from Bowling Green, Kentucky, and got beat by another really good team, Lyon County, Kentucky, with a player named Travis Perry that's being recruited by Indiana, Kentucky, and we just talked about him earlier today. So maybe give us a rundown of the past weekend. Big tournament, big environment, great competition, and you guys make it to the championship game. Yeah, it was it was great, Matt. Um, you know, we had we had heard of this tournament. Um, obviously, it's it's being in Kentucky. It had been more of a kind of Kentucky deal, but um, I, I noticed over the past years that there had been some Indiana teams going down there, some Ohio teams. Uh, heck, I even think a team, a couple teams from Florida. So it was some big time competition. And uh, also, like you said, great for the kids to be able to play in front of college coaches. You know, in the past, it used to just be uh, all AAU, you know, during the summer, those open periods. Now they're a couple weeks. Uh, this one, then, of course, next weekend up at Charlie Hughes and Carmel Westfield area where those coaches get to attend. So it's, it's great to kind of put that emphasis back in high school basketball, you know, as opposed to just all AAU. Um, but, yeah, what an awesome tournament it was. Um, it exceeded expectations just in terms of just so well run. Uh, the people down there in Collins, uh, Shelbyville were great. Um, and yeah, the competition was, was top notch. As you alluded to, Matt, we got to face two of the top teams in Kentucky, uh, Warren Central to Bowling Green, who, as you said, they, they won the Kentucky state title last year. And then this Lyon County team, you know, I'm, I'm not really uh, up, you know, up with, uh, with all the, the current uh, teams in Kentucky, but uh, per what everyone said, they're probably like one of the favorites to win the title next year with two Mr. Basketball candidates we got to face. And I'll tell you, a team out of Ohio that was, uh, I guess, number two in conference to Centerville. Maybe some New Albany folks might have heard of them because I, uh, I believe New Albany played them uh, maybe the past few years. And one of the top teams in Ohio, so uh, a powerful conference, probably kind of like an Indianapolis-type you know, conference of that caliber. Um, so, yeah, we got to play five games. I think every game... There was, uh, you know, at least one or two Division One prospects we were going against, a couple Mr. Basketball candidates, 
And, uh, you know, I think uh, he had D1 coaches in the stands for every game. Unfortunately, I don't know if they were looking at the Pioneers, but they got to see him. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Miller, the Providence head coach, joining us. Coach, it's been a great run under your tenure at Providence so far. A state championship, lots of success. And I don't pin coaches down too much in the summer with specific questions, but how's it going as you look to replace Casey Kalen and some key losses? Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, Matt, you know, uh, of course, as you kind of mentioned there a couple years ago, you know, getting to make that run to the final and uh, didn't really expect that. But over the summer, that summer, uh, a couple years ago, the, you know, I guess summer of 21, you know, leading into the 21-22 season, we had a great summer. And, and uh, I'll say, you know, your summer league, uh, for example, uh, us being able to face you know, really the top teams in Louisville, you know, this year we've been able to face Mayo and Ballard and Butler and Manuel and the teams of that like. Uh, just great, great programs, great competition. You know, we got to do that a couple years ago as well. And then some other nice team camps and Charlie Hughes. And summer's important. It, you, it kind of starts to show you a little bit of, you know, there, there, as, as, you know, I was talking to one of Cathedral's coaches after a game this past weekend. You know, we kind of laughed and said, hey, you know, they aren't cutting any nets down. You know, here in June, uh, although if you watch Providence play, we, we may not act like that. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, he, he's right. Uh, you know, however, it does serve as a little bit of a barometer um, to kind of see where you're at, you know, especially when you're facing these really top-tier teams uh, that we've been fortunate to face in, in your league and then in these other shootouts. Um, you know, and, and it serves as, as a potential springboard for the season, like I said, especially for us smaller schools that – we really just don't get our core group of guys. Once, once this June gets over, we got a lot of boys that are off to, to their fall sports. You know, uh, in the spring, we got a lot of kids that are doing spring sports. So it's very valuable, and, and we're getting to see, you know, how guys are filling into those new roles. You know, as you talked about last year, you know, Casey Kalen, um, Jaden Johnson, Grant Siebold, three key players on our team last season. You know, well, the team that won the title in 22. And then last year's team in 23, you know, arguably, you know, we, we were just as good and, and I guess probably had a little bit of a better regular season. We just didn't, you know, uh, get that, get that uh, state run. But, you know, fortunate to, you know, we actually beat every team in Floyd Clark and uh, Harrison Counties last season, which I don't know. I don't know if uh, we've ever done that or anyone um, has ever done that before. So uh, a great group of kids uh, facing that high-level competition just came up a little short, uh, you know, one play short there uh, in sectionals. But a lot of big shoes to fill uh, from those boys. Wasn't sure, you know, who all would be able to fill them, but so far it looks like these boys are stepping up and um, showing real promise. Coach, I want to single out one player briefly, Noah Lovin. I have not seen him in the month of June, but I've heard he has really stepped his game up to another level. He was a real treat for you last year to add to the roster, a transfer that came back to Southern Indiana after some years at Trinity. His June has been really good so far, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been great. And, yeah, like you said, we were so excited to get him back. You know, he was in our system you know, all the way up through eighth grade there at Sacred Heart uh, Catholic School in Jeffersonville. And, uh, you know, he was over at Trinity and had, had a good couple years, but uh, he's just fit our system just to a T. And uh, I can't tell you how, you know, he gave us a shot last year really to be, you know, one of the top teams in the area and uh, in the state, you know, for Class 2A. And, uh, and now this year, you know, he's continued to step his game up, his leadership, 
Um, you know, he, he's going to be a great prospect forever lands him, you know, uh, at the next level. And, uh, you know, he's, like I said, he's been a wonderful fit. And then you combine him with uh, Quentin Hesse. Those boys have gotten to play AAU ball together on one of the Indian elite teams. So they've been traveling the country, playing all spring together. And we'll get some more here in July together on that AAU team. So they've really elevated their game. And then we got a core group of, of seniors, you know, uh, Brian, uh, to go along with those two seniors, Brian Wall, Carter Landon, Charlie Scott. And then some juniors that are stepping up for us, you know, who were mostly JV players last year, but guys like uh, Drew Kelly, Preston Kemp, uh, uh, Bryson Whitlock, and then a sophomore, Elijah Fuller-Tucker, uh, who's, who's really stepping up for us. So those guys have been kind of our core group. And, uh, you know, it's hard to replace one guy, uh, a guy like Casey Kalen and Jaden and Siebold, but collectively as a group, each of these guys are doing their small, you know, doing their, their big part, I'll say. Uh, in 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 helping to make a collective effort for us to be a team that uh, that they've been really fun. I, I really enjoy this team. They just play so hard, and that's what the greatest compliment we can get is is to have coaches say, "Boy, your your guys just play so hard, and they play so so together, so unselfishly." And uh, that's what we aim for. And and when I get to hear that from some other colleagues and college coaches, that that goes a long way because because uh, that's what we want. All right, talking with Ryan Miller, the head coach at Providence. Coach, congrats on a great June. Again, I know there's no championships to speak of or nets to cut down, but it is a great barometer for the upcoming high school basketball season, and it appears Providence is going to be a factor, a real player in our area for the upcoming 23-24 season. Good luck at Charlie Hughes. One more go of it this weekend for the Pioneers, and that's a wrap for June. Congrats, though. Hey, thank you. One last bit, uh, Coach Jim Morris. I uh, want to give a quick shout-out to him with some Providence ties there and a, a coaching legend, New Albany ties as well, New Albany High School, Indiana University Southeast. And uh, what, what a great man um, who will be missed by so many, respected by so many. And uh, thanks again for having me on. Always enjoy it. Thanks for all you do. Abs- absolutely. Ryan Miller, uh, a real fun to have him on the program. And great to see the Pioneers having some success this summer. Providence, Jeff, who else from the area is going to be good next year? The June month is an opportunity to get an early read on things. Netsby Awards tonight at Eastside Christian Church. Doors open at 5.30. The great first class award ceremony begins at 6.30. Check it out. Remember, no show Wednesday because of Louisville Bats baseball, but we're back Thursday and Friday here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. <laughs>